1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
0: So here we go. Dallas needs this without timeouts. Zerline,
1: little scrub it's got to go 10 yards, and it's close! Welcome into the Believe in the Cowboys podcast. I'm Paul Catalina alongside former Cowboys cornerback Orlando Scandrick here in the Believe Entertainment Network, the network for professional podcasters brought to you by... BetOnline.ag. the the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. From game spreads and totals to team and player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. To so head to head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag today and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts and the Cowboys win yesterday, Orlando, forty to thirty nine, in the most unconventional fashion. We're covering a a weird onside kick where the Falcons completely brain locked at the end of the game and let the cow essentially let the Cowboys have that ball, and they get the win. But it was not pretty, and there are a lot of issues that this team is going to have to address.
0: I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come approach this thing from a player perspective, from a guy who's been in this league, who's. In the league for a long time, over a decade, and you're never gonna hear any apologies or any like sorries for winning. It is hard to win in the National Football League, and one and one is a whole lot better than zero and two. It's way easier to make adjustments after winning. It's way easier to get better after winning than it is after losing. And yeah, the the Cowboys—they got a lot of a lot of issues. Um, those guys don't look comfortable on defense. Um, Jamarcus. Everson, even though Everson recorded his first sack as a Cowboy, they don't look comfortable. Alden Smith looks comfortable, but he also still looks very rusty. And then on the back end, I know they raved about Trayvon Diggs, but I honestly think that there's a couple of plays in that game, whether Julio makes a play or whether Julio's completely healthy, that that game totally turns around, and you can't expect to go down. 20 nothing 26 to 7 29 to 10 and always come back and win games especially after turning the ball over four times in the first half.
1: Yeah, I mean that that's that was obviously the the biggest issue was the turnovers. And once they stopped doing that, everything seemed to work out for them offensively. But, uh, and, and look, Dak, Dak had outside of the fumble had a really, really good game. I mean, a, a, an excellent game and, and brought them back in a one score game, which was something that was kind of hanging over his head for the last year. And, and won those close games. And and Zeke was great again. CeeDee Lamb looked fantastic. Uh, Amari Cooper looked like Amari Cooper. So uh, Dalton Schultz, after having a rough game a week ago, played pretty well. So they had a lot of good things. They won a game without Lyle Collins and Tyron Smith at the same time. That's all good news, and those are things you can build on. But like you said, I completely agree. They don't look... Comfortable on defense they i know it's a new scheme is that too is that too easy of a box to paint in like they're just not comfortable in what mike nolan is calling yet
0: i just don't think that they're comfortable in that scheme i think there, there's a lot of players playing out of position demarcus is used to being a guy that plays 45 to 50 snaps a game and now this is a guy you're asking to play every snap um Everson Griffin is a guy that's played with his hand in the dirt and he's been a 4-3 guy his, his whole career and he just doesn't you know they had some soft edges and they're pl- they haven't really played any teams that are like teams that you say these are this is a great team this is a contender um They've had a very soft schedule. Although the Rams, they look they're looking the part right now, but I don't think when it comes down to it, the Rams are going to be one of the teams coming out of. I think they may be the third best team in the NFC West.
1: Yeah, and the the, the team that's coming up this week and the Seahawks. Now they're on fire offensively. They 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 have some work to do defensively, but better. Uh, you know, and it seems like everybody does. Orlando, like you and I were talking before the the podcast that around the league defenses don't look great right now.
0: Yeah, um, that's lack of like off season. Whether it's being able to do your get your feet in position for tackling drills, um, things like that. Um, there's just a lack of reps for defensive backs and defensive players. You're seeing a bunch of penalties, a bunch of missed tackles, and you know, just around the league right now, you're seeing some ridiculously high-scoring games. You have a defense with the New England Patriots that you watch on Sunday Night Football, and they were one of the best defenses in NFL history. I know they have six opt-outs. I know they lost some players in free agency, but that's still no excuse. They got shredded. And um, I think next week with Seattle and Dallas, it's going to be whichever team doesn't allow big plays and whichever team creates turnovers. But what I can tell you that is if the Dallas Cowboys turn the ball over four times in the first half, they won't beat the Seattle Seahawks. And another thing about the Seahawks is as good as their quarterback is, and you know, I know they say he doesn't get as much credit because they're kind of run-driven and defensive-driven, but that team can really run the ball. They ran the ball for 140 yards against the Patriots, and they threw it around for five touchdowns and 287 yards, and they pretty much did whatever they want to. And that's a game that they're going to try and establish their identity. And if Dallas doesn't stop the run game, it's going to be a long, long, long night.
1: Yeah. I I think if you're a person who doesn't uh, accept Russell Wilson as one of the top quarterbacks in the league at this point, you probably need to just stop watching football. Like it's, it's, it's passed you by you. You're not, you're not getting it. He's, he's really playing unbelievable, which is going to make it hard because the Cowboys secondary this week had some breakdowns that were unlike Hayden Hurst. I don't know. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it again, but his touchdown, he was wide open. I mean, he, and, and Calvin Ridley, he was, he was as open as, as you could, should ever let that guy get. I mean, that's ridiculous uh, how, how open he was. Well, well, I think that Calvin really was open
0: because the defensive back failed at mm-hmm. one time. The guy undercuts him, and he t- goes totally underneath. And then the the next time he runs to the post and he breaks back to the corner, and he just he just beat the guy.
1: Yeah, but uh, the Hayden Hurst one was a, that was, I mean, whatever happened there was a miscommunication and he got, he was just so wide open, but the Cowboys did, they were, they were so resilient in that game because after the first quarter, there's plenty of games you watch all across football where you have a first quarter like that and it's just like, well, it never gets back to being your day, but they, they just Did what they, you know, they did what they could do. And the Falcons made enough mistakes to let them come get back in that game. And I I personally think the game turned when Julio Jones dropped that touchdown. It would have been.
0: If you, that the game did turn, the momentum turned there. But if you really think about it, when they were up um, 30 to 39, the last drive, and they get the long gallop catch. The, it's so, the time is on your side right there. I don't even know why the DB gets in that position to allow a 50-50 ball. You can make them catch everything in front of you. You know, even if you're going to concede a score, you take more time off the clock. But, you know, they just did it. They let them score, and then that onside kick is unacceptable. You got guys on defense, which is a receiving team, waiting for the ball to cross 10 yards. You know, and they teach you, these are things that you learn, you know, in OTAs and training camp, you know, there's no penalty. You, you bat the ball backwards. There's no penalty. You bat it forward and out of bounds There's a five yard penalty and you get the ball. I've never, ever seen guys just wait around for it to go 10 yards. I don't even understand in their mind. What's the, what they think the benefit of waiting for it to go 10 yards is.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost like they thought it was their onside kick. You know, yeah. like that's what they were reacting. Like the way that they were following the ball, it looked like they were waiting for their own onside kick. Like they had done it. And you know, the Cowboy, I mean, if I'm the, if I'm the Cowboys, I'm still thinking like, I don't know what you're doing, but yeah, all right.
0: I, I think that they were thinking that. And yeah. you know, when you had, when you had three guys just, just kind of waiting and they're, and those guys ended up in front of the ball and now you have to think the Cowboys only have two guys behind that, which were the guys. I mean, the Falcons only have two guys behind that, which are the guys that are usually waiting for the second level kick. It's just it's ridiculous. It's it's. I think they just froze up.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and they called time like twice. They used two timeouts. Yeah, they called timeout. So what were they talking about in those timeouts? If it's not, aren't those timeouts used for okay? Remember this. Remember this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Is that? Aren't those what they're for? To like. <laughs> Do those things? I, I think that they called the
0: timeouts to see, you know, what they were gonna do. So I think after the first timeout they say, all right, they're gonna probably kick it hard on the ground. You know let the second level guys get it. Then they call another timeout and they're in the same look. And I mean, I don't <sighs> Paul, I wish I had an answer for you. I'm
1: I'm really confused. (laughs) Yeah. I I was too. I I really was. And I I don't I thought it was I thought it was odd the whole you know, and then I see, you know, Greg Zerline just put the ball on the ground, which I I don't think I've seen personally.
0: I think they were just planning to kick it and for it to get a bad hop. You know, kick it on the ground and get a bad hop. It was a terrible onside kick. It went six or seven yards.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he, like, it just... And, it, and then it just rolled. It just kind of kept rolling. I mean, it
0: only rolled because they let it. Like, yeah. they, they almost let the thing roll like it was a punt.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like... It is one of the most inexplicable plays I've ever seen. And, and, and again, we'll never understand it. And... You know the, the the Falcons. You know are, are you know so. Oh, well, we should have done this. We should have done that. But in that moment, you'll never be able to say, "Well, what we were you thinking?" Like, oh, it was just waiting for it to go ten. like, you the know. Falcons
0: stink, and I think they've had a hard time recovering. And it did not surprise me. It wouldn't happen. It was just like, all right, what the heck is going on? What the hell just happened? And then I just think back to this is the same team who lost a twenty one point lead in, in a quarter in a Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. They did. And uh, you know, Dan Quinn barely kept his job in the offseason and the way that they've played in the first two weeks, especially on D and he's supposed to be a defensive guy.
0: Yeah, that, you know? that's that's what I was actually talking to a friend about. Like when you're a defensive minded coach and you have a bad defense or you're an offensive minded coach, you got a bad offense, that's a that's a recipe for disaster. He's been through multiple defensive coordinators, multiple offensive coordinators, and it's just they, they have some questionable calls. As the head coach, you you have the final say. So, why do you go for two when you're up twenty six seven in the second quarter? You're up. Why, like what? What sense does it make? What's the difference between being up twenty seven to seven or twenty eight to seven? You're up by three touchdowns. Not yeah. down. you're up.
1: Yeah, and, and Mike Mike McCarthy made the same mistake later, and the Falcons bailed him out <laughs> by doing what they did.
0: Yeah, I mean, but they were down though. Yeah, it's it's, it's totally different. If you're up, you know. You're up twenty-seven-seven, right? Right. Yeah. And that's twenty, and then say you're up twenty-six-seven, and you would have kicked an onside kick to make it. mean you to kicked the field goal to make it twenty-six. They would have made it. They made it twenty-nine. So it really would have been thirty to ten going into halftime. Mm-hmm. So like, I just don't understand what was their what was their thought process of going for two in the I, second quarter.
1: Yeah, I mean that that's uh, that's what I used to do when I played Madden when I was fifteen like yeah, you know a, he's co- he's coaching like it's Madden yeah i mean like just i'm going to go for two just because i'm going to do it like there's no stakes there but yeah it didn't those things and like all that stuff all those little things add up and the cowboys in spite of having a really bad really really bad as bad as you could first quarter in offense you it's not a team with the weapons they have, that you want to let hang around even a little bit, like
0: I mean, there was several key things. I don't understand how you leave Keanu Neal one on one with Amari Cooper, yeah, well known explosive deep threat.
1: Yeah, and that catch he made was was classic Amari Cooper, the, phenomenal. But I don't yeah. understand how you leave your safety one on one with him. No, well, and, like I remember thinking that, like, well, why is why is there no one over the top of him? Like in, well,
0: I don't. He, yeah. he. I think it was. It was. I think it was a, a coverage that left them one on one. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like a, a lot of people use the term "over the top" very loosely. Yeah. But it's it's hard to commit two guys to one. Yeah. Every single time, it's 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 really hard, especially when you have Ezekiel Elliott. Um, you got Ceedee Lamb, Michael Gallup. You, it's it's really hard to commit two guys to one.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, and, and you know the, the Cowboys. And again, to their credit, like people will, you know, kind of poo poo over like, well, it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. What they did do that. I was like, every time they got an opportunity to get back in the game, they, they capitalized on it. And absolutely. They made more plays than the Falcons and you know, just how that game ended, they
0: deserved to win. Yeah. But if you, if you walk into that locker room, feeling good about yourself as a player, as a coach, as any member of the Dallas Cowboy on the football side of that organization, then you know you really need to look in the mirror and reflect what you want to be and what your end goal is,
1: yeah, and you know I think you know i you hope they know that they've got enough veteran players to know that, but uh, and they know it was it was not it was not the prettiest thing or or they didn't execute especially the way they wanted to uh, i wonder I wonder in a week where you have to to really make some adjustments on defense, like how do you get comfortable how do you if you're Mike Nolan, what do you change up? To help your guys get comfortable, because to me, I mean, as yes. much as it is on the players right now, Mike Nolan's got players that aren't comfortable. What do you change up to make Demarcus Lawrence, who's your best player on defense, find a way to make him comfortable and get him in the backfield? I mean, when when Mike
0: McCarthy, Jerry Jones, or Stephen Jones, when they hired Mike Nolan, a three-four defensive coordinator, I mean, you had to you had to to know that this was happening. If you want to go back a few years ago. Longer than a few years ago, but when Jason Garrett fired Rob Ryan, and you had a team full of three, four players. When you wait, when Wade Phillips was removed from the job, they were they hired another three, four coach. When they had Demarcus Ware and Anthony Spencer, and they tried to stay three, four. But if you take your memory back to when they hired Lane, I mean, um, not Lane Kiffin, Monty Kiffin, yeah, and we switched to a four three. That was a really, really rough year. We had mm-hmm. the worst defense in the league history because. You had a bunch of players that weren't used to putting their hand down in the dirt. DeMarcus Lawrence was very, very uncomfortable. So uncomfortable that people started to be to believe that he was a not productive pass rusher, and caused him to move on to Denver, where he ended up winning a Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. Well, was that was that also the year where you guys like couldn't keep a defensive lineman healthy and were signing guys off the street? No, that that. That may have been the year. Yeah, where just but, like everybody on the defensive no, no, line was no, hurt. No, because we
0: had no, no. We had Demarcus, we had Anthony Spencer, mm-hmm. and all those guys' productions just went totally down. It's 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 a, a big big difference.
1: Oh yeah, okay. and I I thought I was I was looking forward to see because I I thought that Demarcus Lawrence would and he might still ultimately be. I I thought he would do okay one down, you know, on third down, like at a two point stanchion.
0: They're not getting people into third downs where they can just rush. Yeah, and they don't have any interior rushers. Like who who are your interior rushers? I haven't nothing against Don Terry Poe, but I haven't seen this guy make a play since since he's gotten to Dallas.
1: No, and uh, yeah, tr- I mean right now, and you got Tristan Hill and Neville Gallimore, who are both real young guys. I haven't seen them do a whole lot there in the middle. Um,
0: I've seen Tristan Hill on the field. I don't even know what number Nelvin Gallimore, whatever his name is. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I, I just, I, when I turn on the TV and I don't, if I'm not in the Dallas area and I don't watch Dallas... Cowboy football every day I don't even this guy hasn't made no no impact
1: yeah yeah and so what do you, what are your yeah obviously and and that's going to have an effect on on the secondary as well you know when there's no pass rush uh, I thought actually in, I mean they're down linebackers I thought Joe Thomas played played really hard and really played really well uh, yesterday I thought Jalen had a better game uh, after the first part of the game than he, than he did last week uh, and but they're again, they're going to have to to continue to get creative on defense because they're not again, like you said, they're just not. It doesn't look like, especially on first and second down, like they're they're at all, you know, comfortable in what they're doing. They don't make plays on the early downs at all. They don't look
0: comfortable at all. Yeah, <clears throat> it's not not too many times that you're going to allow thirty nine points and win games.
1: No, well, it, look, so, it, here's a stat for you: since nineteen thirty three no team has not has scored 39 points with no turnovers and lost the game it's 440 and 0 until yesterday yeah so yeah 39 points no turnovers lost the game All, only the dirty birds <laughs> only the dirty birds well uh but Secondary wise, you know, we talked about some of those breakdowns. Did you see anything better than than last week? Anything that's improved or are they are they still kind of lost out there too?
0: I think they're gonna they're gonna have to figure it out. Um I've heard rave reviews about Diggs, mm-hmm. and I've seen him I've seen some, some good things from him. I've seen him make some good plays, but I just don't know if you know, when I when I look at this team, you know, and I've been around the Cowboys, you know, the expectations are always through the roof. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know if they have what it takes to get to where they want to be. I don't know. I don't I don't know, you know, if they like they just they're lacking experience. Mm-hmm. They're they really lacking experience right now.
1: Yeah, they, there and the Cowboys. No matter what, there were there are years where you can look at the roster and be like, you know what, this you know they don't have this, and it, you know they're lacking this, and you know they might be good, but they're not ready. But the way that the Cowboys, the expectations are every year, you know, people are gonna say, well, I think this is maybe final of the year because of this and this and this. I think maybe. People as observers and fans just need to let them get there before you put that expectation on them again. Like let them take the next step.
0: When you when you're paying when you have one of the top ten paid receivers, one of the top ten paid quarterbacks, one of the top five paid running backs, that one of the top offensive lines. I mean, I don't know how. When do they get there?
1: Yeah, well I it's been it's been since I was 15 years old. So, I mean, it's been a long time, you know, and I'm 40 now. So, I yeah, I yeah, I wasn't even driving when they last won the Super Bowl and you know, you, you got to keep out, you know, when's that time. And I do think that it soon, I think that they did, you know, personnel-wise, it seemed like for a long time when Roma was there and you were there that they uh they didn't do enough on defense to you know to help him out, or to help out the offense, or I then that we
0: did. I think that it was the, the, when I when I got there originally with Wade, we had a really good team. Two thousand eight, mm-hmm. uh, we had offense and defense. I think that you know we had some injuries that year. Two thousand and nine, um, you know we were just we just laid an egg. Wade gets fired. Mm-hmm. Two thousand and ten, the offensive line had gotten old, so Romo had no offensive line, but we still had a defense, mm-hmm. and then we start to draft offensive linemen and get better players, you know, DeMarco gets rolling and the defense isn't up to par. And it's just like, you were never able to get both of them at the same time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and they got, they got in this kind of, yeah, it was just yo-yo back and forth of like, Oh, well, no, this guy's gone. But, they need this. And yeah,
0: what I could say is a few years ago, um, when Chris Shark was there, put his, his spin on the defense and the offense, they were really good. Mm-hmm. They just ran up against the Seattle Seahawks and, you know, lost the game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I, I do. I do think that this team eventually will probably be a little bit better than they are now. And the the division Orlando right now doesn't look great either. Even no, the, not at all. Not so, at all.
0: but it's like you would like to see some dramatic improvement before you commit million to a quarterback. And the problem is that if you aren't ready to commit $40 million to this quarterback, someone else will.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I I don't think that that's, I think, I think Dak's going to be there. I, I mean, the Jones family doesn't really let people walk all that you know, that often at that point in their career, I know that eventually they do you, you, you know that, but like, uh, yeah, but I mean, the price tag is only going up by the week. Yeah. I don't, I, I I still, I'm, I'm always going to wonder and Jerry, will never say, but like, you know, he cost himself money by not doing it even two years ago. Like he like, Dak's been. It's not like Dak's not been negotiating. It's not been one of those things like he was trying to push it all the way to the end. You know? So, you know, I mean, yeah. He's-
0: at what At what point does he get too expensive to keep a team together? I yeah. mean, if he keeps if he keeps throwing for four hundred yards and accounting for four touchdowns, he's going to be the highest paid player in NFL history.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is. And they, um, well, and the other thing is like they even without these two games going into this year they put themselves in a position where like what if this team was loaded for bear and re- like you know a 13 and 3 team which obviously I know mathematically it still could be they don't look like that right now but what if they are a 13 and 3 team that's going to win the NFC championship at that point you have cost yourself way more than you could have because now he's like well now I got you exactly where you want to go you know you can't ask yeah, the I questions mean, about him I mean, anymore
0: I looked at some stats and since like 2016 um it was like Brady there was a uh, Breeze Dak and it was like one other quarterback that i can't remember and they have the most wins
1: yeah i don't like they're, they're going to sign Dak i mean again the other thing is if you decide to let him go like there's going to be there's going to be somebody who's going to get let go on this yeah. team cuz they're going to keep Dak over you know quarterback goes back over back. everything else
0: but the problem is you can't let your running back go cuz you're on the hook of another year guaranteed yeah you can't let your wide receiver go cuz you're on the hook of another year guaranteed you can't let Demarcus Lawrence go because you're on the hook of another year guaranteed. You're not going to let Zach Martin go because he's one of the best, if not the best guard, guard in the National Football League. And I don't see how you let Tyron go. He's one of the best tackles in the National Football League. And he's he's very, very affordable because his contract's very, very old. And actually he's underpaid. So who do you let go?
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, and see, that's, you know, and I think the other thing that happened is they expected, you know, for a while, they expected the salary cap was just going up so much that they're like, oh, they're going to be fine. Well, now the salary cap's probably not going to go up as much as it would have from last year to yeah. this year because of... And,
0: and and I think that if they could have signed Dak, they would have signed him. Yeah. And, you know, Dak's got some great representation and he's he's betting on himself. and Yeah. um, You know, he's put himself in a great position and, you know, for the sake of you no know, me always being a cowboy for life and knowing Dak and knowing the Jones family, I hope they work it out. Like it'd be sad if they
1: didn't. Yeah, I mean it's I, I can't think of, you know, um player and, and players that they want on the team that they want to keep and they wanna invest in. I can't think of one in, in a long time that they had to that they had to let go.
0: You I know? can't think of a quarterback that's been franchised that it's worked out in the long run.
1: No, I mean look at Kirk Cousins, right? Yeah, two I mean, franchises that
0: just, and he leaves.
1: Yeah, and now and now Minnesota's on the hook for him. He's playing the worst of his career right now. After signing him, after getting him a new after a new deal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's I don't I, I yeah I'll you know that's why I'm not a GM because I'll probably never understand the business of it or why you don't. And you know the Jones family doesn't seem to be all that nervous about it, and Daxter isn't ner- nervous about it. He's going to get paid, you know, no matter what, like. Mm-hmm. He's going to get his deal, whether it's in Dallas or, you know, the nuclear option happens and he goes somewhere else. He's going to get his money. So, uh, you know, he's (laughs) he's going to go to sleep. uh, An NFL quarterback tonight and is always going to wake up an NFL quarterback until that day he retires. So uh, he's he's always got you know more more leverage than than most guys would even have you know because of the the position he plays and how much money goes into that so i don't know all right so uh seahawks we'll talk about that later in the week but uh this this matchup for them is not is not great right now <laughs> and uh, dk matt is having a great early start to the season he's he's a big strong fast guy russell wilson's on fire chris carson especially the way that they've uh, given up they're a little Better against the run this week, but not much. Like, that is going to be a tough, tough matchup on Sunday.
0: Very tough.
1: Yeah. It always is. I mean, d- like, even down years for the Seahawks, you still have to face Russell Wilson. And this looks like he is pretty locked in. And this is one of the better teams in the early going of the season. So. We'll have Seahawks. Uh, we'll preview them later in the week and uh, and we'll give you kind of the rundown of what they are. They've got Jamal Adams now. He's He really seems like he's flourishing in that system. He's, he's all over the field. Damn good player. Yeah. I was I was very much hoping for the Cowboys to make a deal for him because I really enjoy watching him play. I knew it wasn't really in the cards because, again, you're going to have to give him an extension, and they're not really on the go out and get new guys to give extensions to because of the guy we just talked about, who they have yet to give an extension to, who they probably already should have. Correct. Yeah. So all right, Orlando. We'll talk to you again on Friday. Uh the Cowboys win forty to thirty-nine in the weirdest, craziest way possible. Before I let you go, what was the cra what was the craziest win that you guys were that you ever had?
0: Um I don't know. I can't remember Uh, All these games were underground, to be honest.
1: Was it the the twenty fourteen game against the Rams? You guys were down twenty one, right? And came oh, back yeah, and won. yeah, yeah, going in halftime. Yeah, you were down twenty-one and came back and won. Um, that Bills game where you got where was pretty crazy. Were you there then? The Bills game on a Monday night uh, in no, Buffalo. That was before you. Yeah, that yeah, was, was before. that was a crazy game. But yeah, I would think that 20 2014 game to the Rams where you guys were down 21 and came back. That was pretty wild, but nothing that one wasn't like nothing weird happened like like the onside kick. It was just you just came roaring back. Yeah,
0: I don't that that onside kick was crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll never that's going to be one of those things that Falcons fans are going to are going to be mad about. They could they could haul off and win the Super Bowl this year, which they're not going to, but no. the fans would still be mad about that. Like that's gonna be they're gonna be mad about that for the rest of their lives. Rightfully so. <laughs> All right. Orlando, I'll talk to you on Friday. This is the Believe in the Cowboys podcast on the Believe Entertainment Network, the network for professional podcasters, brought to you by betonline.ag. Have a great week, everybody. Be sure to like and subscribe and download us wherever you do get your podcasts.